0: A, f- a crazy year fascinating year a lot has happened good and bad you know like in different ways like us personally we wanted like an this year to look a certain way like 2020 is the year gonna, it's going to be the year that we like grow and we learn new stuff and mm-hmm. we expand on our like intellect and whatnot but it kind of we had to adapt to the situation and so that's why i think it's interesting, is because like we have changed i think as human beings throughout the year and i think this covid thing has like forced us into a position that we probably didn't want to get into <coughs> but you know i think i don't know
1: a lot of people didn't really have to change too much in their lives to be honest probably like, you're you're, prob- you're so right in the first place. yeah i have a couple a lot friends of people who are, are like, like yeah one of my mm-hmm. roommates yeah, one of my
2: roommates definitely. Um, she was telling me, she was like, "I wish I could be bored in the house and in the house mm. bored, but I've been working this whole time." And I was like, "Wow, what an what an opposite a perspective that I totally forgot mm-hmm. about."
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I myself I've been work I've never stopped working like even when the shelter in place was announced, and it was it was really kind of a weird juxtaposition because I was at home with people that like n- couldn't leave. And leave the house mm-hmm. and i just had like i was able to see that from like the perspective of someone whose routine didn't really change that much mm-hmm. really fucked up shit um that happens to human beings when you bar them from social contact
0: mm-hmm. yeah if you've ever seen the shining you yeah. would know yeah
1: but we're really going to be over with this uh with this negative energy let's start the show cue the intro music <laughs> Welcome one, welcome all to another installment of the 1st and the 15th. My name is Anthony Barrera. I am your host. Coming in from a remote, undisclosed location is my co-host, Mr. Jaime Virgen.
0: What's up? It's good to be back on the 1st and the 15th. Um, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to say here on this little piece. I was going to do like a little bit where I go like how many fingers are behind my back. But I'm not going to do that. (laughs) You want to guess?
1: Great to have you, man, and I already know it's three. Damn it. Uh, We have a big guest alert here on the show, stage manager and photographer extraordinaire Alina Flannery here on the show. Welcome, Alina.
2: Hi, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here, and I'm terrible at my own intros, so that's... That's how we're doing today. <laughs> that's all right.
1: So now for those of you who don't know, Alina, how many shows have you uh, have you been a part of during, throughout your time? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, that's a great question.
2: Usually, honestly, I tell time by the show that I'm in. Um, gosh, I've been in the Monterey area since 2014, and that was when I had my first... Uh, theater class at mpc so i think probably since 2014 i've just been trying to be involved as possible there was one year that i did eight shows oh, wow in that entire year and
1: that's, that's crazy
2: yeah it was it was really cool it was
1: a very busy year <laughs> that's, that's insane to think about when you think like from rehearsal yeah, day no, one to sounds... like closing night mm-hmm. yeah
0: you said like eight shows the, i mean yeah. there's only 12 months in the year so i mean are you working like over show our shows overlapping yeah oh my, overlapping, god. Yeah, oh definitely. my so god overlapping
2: rehearsals
1: no, yeah
2: I, <laughs> I learned about burnout very Fucking quickly out. i would be getting home in
1: tears from like frustration, <laughs> stress, bro, just knowing that how much yeah. is left to do. I don't know
2: how I did it. <laughs> I think maybe a lot of wine mm. probably right. sounds about right.
1: <laughs> a lot of hangovers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what were the first steps you took when you got here in 2014? Like, was it always part of the plan uh, to, to go into theater?
2: Uh, so I first ever did my um, first show in high school, um, I've been a military brat, so I've moved around uh, mostly up and down California, lived in New Mexico for a oh, little yeah. bit, but once uh, in high school, my, I think it was my junior year, um, I joined the drama class because I had an extra, um, I'm a little math geek, so I was super ahead and um, had an extra period to fill up, and so... <laughs> Started drama and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of fun. You get to. I was so indecisive about what I had wanted to do because I felt like everyone around me was like, oh, I want to specialize in becoming a a counselor for football players that get concussions, mm-hmm. like very specific wow. careers. Huh. That That's people, so like, insane were that I was like, like
1: humans that are eighteen years old already have that kind of like goal and like plan. Yeah, we're like, I'm gonna do yeah. this.
2: Yeah, and I'm, or they, they've always been like, I've always wanted to work at the Griffith Observatory Museum or something. And I'm like, what have I wanted to do my whole life? <laughs> I know, it's very, very particular. <laughs> but, like, that's what people would say. And I'm like, wow, what do, what do I want to do? And so one thing I thought that was really cool about, um, at first I wanted to be an actor because I was like, wow, I could be... Anything. I don't have to narrow my choice down to one specific thing, because like different roles. You know, I, was, I, I was a kid could, that thought everything
0: was yeah, fascinating. be like a doctor, <laughs> <So>. a babysitter, <laughs> a witch. Who knows what? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's kind of one of the things that led and me into so, acting yeah. in the first place. Where, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a soccer player. I wanted to be a fireman. I wanted mm-hmm. to be an accountant. You can't do those. You can't yeah. do all three in one lifetime unless you're an actor, to be honest.
2: Right. Right. And so I was just like, man, what do I want to do? So when I got here, I was like, you know what? I really enjoyed theater. Um, my English teacher had actually told me because I told him that I didn't want to do theater. And he was like, oh, I really wish you did, though, because like he was like, there's so much potential. And then I was like, oh, God, potential. the P I word out. This whole spiral. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so uh, um yeah, I just wanted uh my first thing here was I started with like a language class. Um I took American sign language and one of the students, one of my classmates was also in the theater program and he's like, "Oh yeah, you like theater?" And I was like, "I sure do." So, how do I How do I get in? How this? do I get there? Yeah. And so he's like, "Oh, just take the class next semester." Um so once I took the class, the acting class, I was like, wow, yeah, I'm going to take this class. Like,
1: <laughs> now, would you say um, it was strictly like the learning of like the acting process or were like the people that were there also involved in your decision to, to stay? I think definitely the people.
2: Um, I love making connections and different connections with a lot of people. I think they'll also, it was a combination of the two, I guess.
1: Yeah, because one Um, thing we hear a lot from uh, people that originate from theater is the sense of community uh, Mm -hmm. within that Mm -hmm. is so drawing and so I don't know something about it that just like a magnet Mm -hmm. stick around. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's a nice, welcoming and homely feeling because they're like, wow, I'm really supported, Um, and that's always nice. I feel like it's it's a good. First experience with theater, because I know some people don't always have that so if if, uh, if someone were like
1: trying you... to break in um, mm-hmm. what what advice would you give them on like the first steps they should take um, based on your experiences?
2: Hmm. I would say just don't be afraid to talk to people about your passions and what you're interested in if you want to dabble, go dabble like there's always a person for any little situation of, like, or aspect of theater, because I feel like, I don't know, that's just, I just feel like it's so intersectional. Like, you could be super into engineering, and there's a job for you in theater. You could be a bookworm. Boom, you could be a dramaturge. Like, there's so many aspects. Um, But I feel like if you just start talking to people, um, obviously now it's a little bit harder. But if you just start connecting with people who have, like, you never know. Um, if someone has the same interest. So I always think, what is that? What's that quote of like your missed opportunities or something or the shots you don't take or something like that? Um, I, I fully believe that's
1: true. Oh yeah. Everybody's a stranger until you say hi. Mm Uh, were there any influences that you draw from, um, currently? Um,
2: I like to think about, so I, I'm a strong believer in collaboration over competition. Um, I so anytime I see other stage managers in the area or like people that are hi, I'm like the former stage manager of this show. I know all about this whole building. I'm like, oh great, perfect. Like Walk me through it. You know? I feel like it's yeah, yeah. I'd rather work with them than against them. I feel like there's no sense in like, well, I wanna be the better stage manager. I feel like you are better by being oh. Collaborative and like open to, to others. <laughs> Is
1: there a sense of that, like a competitive and like a almost cutthroatness to uh, to the job?
2: Uh, it's it's really tough because I feel like in this area just a little bit, but it kind of also depends on who you talk mm. to, and I feel like it's a little more on the the like up the ladder, the mm. higher ladder um, positions more so um yeah that makes sense when you think about it there are less seats open
1: you know at that table Mm -hmm. so you would want to Mm -hmm. make sure you do everything in your power to do that and if that means unfortunately doing some not so cool tactics i guess Mm -hmm. uh i don't know (laughs) it's 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 rampant throughout the industry i mean like you have the same thing with actors like you go to a casting Mm -hmm. call and you want to be friends with everyone but at the end of the day I mean you want the role that you want.
2: Mhm, exactly. Um and finding enough too like going from I think that the classes are what kind of led me to wanting to be a stage manager specifically because at first I was like what's a stage manager? What do they do? Oh. Um but then once so I had I was going in for the theater degree at MPC and I as I was taking the different types of classes like voice, lighting, stagecraft, um all of the behind the scenes stuff i was like wow i like all of it i like the costuming i like the the light design um and getting to work with a bunch of other people about it too i was like oh let me try stage managing so once i tried that and i realized wow i can communicate with all of these people because i've dabbled in each little little bit it made it so much easier
1: Oh, yeah, I can only imagine trying to tell someone what good. to do when you know absolutely nothing about their department.
2: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a recipe for failure. Right? And pe- I'm like, oh, gosh, I don't want to insult you because I don't know the lingo, you know? like.
1: <laughs> uh, but people don't understand, when you see a theatrical production, there is an entire world right behind that mm-hmm. backstage area where people are working yeah. their asses off and have been working their asses off for quite possibly months in order to make this thing come together. But re- let's really dive into that—the rehearsal process. Uh, let's 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 start from day one. You know, you've just been casted. It's your first day at rehearsal. What's what's kind of going on?
2: Um, my usual agenda. Uh, one thing I love to do is come up with a hashtag for the the production. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's something that kind of like boosts morale, you know? Um, Everyone's into it of like, wow, that's really clever. And it's like a backstage antics kind of thing where it's like, this is your hashtag. Like, this is for you. Post about it. The more you post about it, people will know. The more people know, people will come and see like, oh, that's so fun. And I love cast bonding. So I'll definitely try to incorporate um, a lot of that of course, a lot of the paperwork stuff, like usually the first day of rehearsal is a little bit boring because we're sitting, we're doing a lot of paperwork, so I'm like, okay, do some stretches if you need to, like, <laughs> like, I know my back's hurting. <laughs> um, so, and you, the read through, yeah, read throughs is usually also first, um, which is awesome. As an actor, you get to see kind of like,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, yeah the one of the funner parts because it's your first time really go if you don't know the script, first time really get sinking your teeth into it. Um mm-hmm. I remember during one of my first productions, uh, there was a kiss scene. Uh and like I talked to my friend who had been casted in that role. We were like in high school immature little brats, right? And I asked mm-hmm. him like well, w- what do you think if there was if there's a kiss scene and he's like, No, there's not, there's not gonna be a kiss scene. We get to the read through and we're reading through it and uh, someone's reading the stage directions, and it, and it reads like, oh, mm-hmm. X person kisses X person. And my friend jumps <laughs> out of his chair, yells, fuck you to me, <laughs> and starts laughing.
0: <rapping. laughs> oh, man. Oh,
2: gosh. You're like, you not read the script? <laughs> but there definitely is something, too, about... Um, reading the script in your one voice that does multiple characters and then hearing the dynamic and chemistry of certain actors and, um, and just hearing it start to come out. It's like, Oh, Oh, I see what we're doing here and we can make this big. Um, that's how I felt with Romeo and Juliet at MPC, uh, directed by Justin Matthew Gordon. That show was my baby. Um, and just from the start, that first rehearsal was very much like, "Wow, this is, this is going to be something special. This is going to be something big." And it, ah, oh, it was. It's so close and dear so to me. So, as a
1: stage manager, when you see a read-through, is that your first real look at, like, okay, this is the foundation of what we're gonna try and like mm-hmm. build on? Mm-hmm. I
2: feel like uh, something that I've learned in directing classes is if you don't have a vision going into it. You don't have much of a show. You won't have a foundation. Um, Of course, there's a lot of, uh, I don't like to use that as like a fine rule, but rather a guideline. (laughs) Because I have seen it turn out where it's like, oh, someone didn't have a vision, but this collaborated into something really, really cool. Oh, it's so special when that happens.
1: Because there's such a big possibility that it doesn't go that way.
2: Yeah, completely just tanks. And you're like... Mm.
1: <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't freestyle this anymore.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I think it's... Uh, I lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> so we get past read-throughs, right? And we start with uh, with actual like stage direction and blocking. Uh, for those of you who don't know, blocking mm-hmm. is uh, when you essentially just tell an actor their movements on the stage, where they're going to say certain lines... And uh, how they're gonna perform action moves or what if if there are any uh, how does that process mm-hmm. usually go?
2: uh for a long time, I really struggled because I was like I don't know how to keep track of everyone, so I would just take pictures and videos mm-hmm. um, once I started getting the shorthand down, it became a lot easier, of course. Uh, and sticky notes are my best friend, especially when it comes to dance choreography. So and <laughs> in the different formations. I'm gonna stop
1: you right there. Shorthand, what what does that mean for a stage manager? Is...
2: Um so there's a lot of uh little uh like you could Google search and um you can find quite a few. Um but so instead of writing full on like Stacy crosses stage left to the bookcase um or something like that i try to do little drawings and doodles so that way it's shorter it's i don't have to write the entire word bookcase i can just square lines Mm. boom done so So it's that way when you're reading it yeah and when you have like a bunch of people on stage you don't have space to write that at all
1: (laughs) for real um so we're blocking we're, we're getting this down um let's move to tech week now tech week is uh mm-hmm. sometimes lovingly referred to as hell week for most uh, mm-hmm. for most theater page <laughs> or theater theater makers why is that
2: um a lot of things going on at once you um especially like for the actors you're being thrown in, you're, it's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of stop and go. We want to make sure we're getting the lights right. We want to make sure that we're getting the the sound right and the the volumes and making sure that it's not blasting everyone's eardrums. Um, there's so many different facets being incorporated and added. So it can be a little overwhelming. And, you know, when you feel like there's a time crunch, you're like, oh, God, this is not, how is this going to be a show? What are we <laughs> <laughs> how is this a good idea? But then you get to a point where you're like, wait, oh, wait, oh, I see it.
1: And it's shestis. So, so me and Jaime have been a part of a few tech weeks. I, and I've, I've only people. ever been part of it as an actor and as a backstage hand. As an actor, you're, you're standing there on stage, lights on, so it's, it's, it's a it's little hot. hot. You're in makeup, you, you've, mm-hmm. done, you're in, you've done hair, you're in your full costume. Which, depending on the show, can be right. whatever. As many or as little layers as, yeah. as possible. So, usually it's a lot of sweaty, kind of just waiting, kind of just don't say mm-hmm. anything right now. Just wait and be glad that you're not across the aisle having to figure all of this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. There's so many... uh gosh there's yeah just so it, many different aspects
0: um sorry i was gonna cut in yeah because oh, okay. i had a, a few stories I remember having a tech week at the western stage and i was working just i think i was an assistant stage manager for a show and i think just stopping mm-hmm. for like 20 or 30 minutes because of one of the left side speakers and making sure that the sound came from that side of the stage and like running th- like you're just running the show like because by this time by tech week you should the actors and like the director and the choreographer or wh- whatever the show is they should know what's going on like everyone should know their lines mm-hmm. by now off book as you you should say so by that time you know all the actors are doing what they have to do so now like the lighting people the sound people the backstage crew the stage manager the assistant stage manager they have to get themselves coordinated like so this is when this is going to happen so wait out for this sound cue and after this sound cue this is where you turn the the set around or whatnot but i remember Mm -hmm. just having to like stop and wait for quite some time just so two guys one guy in out in the theater can start mm-hmm. yelling at the other guy up on the stage or up in the rig trying to fix the lights something or like that like it, yeah it is how weak because sometimes you're not even involved you're not even involved it's just a con- <laughs> like a loud conversation between two yeah. guys and it's it's <laughs> and you're yeah just and you're just waiting, waiting so <laughs>
2: yeah it's like it's watching paint oh dry, God. and you're like definitely why is this still wet? Like, <laughs> let's let's yeah, go. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we get past Hell how Week. However, we managed to get, and the mm-hmm. show is looking like it's ready for for the stage. Uh, usually, a preview is held um, for faculty, staff, or you know any number of people mm-hmm. that are within the organization, uh, and that's basically like like uh it is a preview Mm -hmm. of what is to come have there ever been any issues in any one of your previews
2: oh gosh let me think at the moment i don't i so far i feel mm, 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 mm. i always see the preview as it is still a rehearsal so if i needed to call hold i could still call hold um but luckily I haven't had to um so far at least no, I just always think. Okay. I always think though like weird preview means for a happy opening. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've heard better that to be find something there too, than on actually like opening night. Yeah. So let's yeah, move forward. Yeah, and I feel
2: like the actors a lot of time gets that like rush of like oh there's an audience and so it's awesome to see that energy just kind of like whoosh there mm. it is.
1: For real. So let's let's move on to opening night. After what could have been months of quite possibly two a day rehearsals, depending on the production, you finally get to opening night. It's there's a lot of energy in the in the in the building. Uh, everyone's fired up and ready to go. How can how do you find it? Uh, sorry, how do you control that kind of energy? Uh,
2: oh, that's a good question. Um. I always just... I like to keep the hype up. I'm like, yes, it is opening. This is what we worked for. This is your show now. And that's what I always tell my actors is, like, no more notes except for, like, really, really technical, like, hey, this could become a safety precaution thing. Um, But I try to... it's, It's theirs now at this point. Like, the director's no longer there. I'm just there to keep them safe and maintain the overall vision. And I... I feel like it's a big collaboration and like work, uh, teamwork with the actors. I don't feel like... Because I I try not to yell at my actors um, unless it calls for it. (laughs) But for the most part, I like to work as a team with my actors. I know it's like, hey, I got your back if you got mine. If anything goes wrong on my end, I trust that they'll cover it. If anything goes wrong on uh, their end, I'll do my best to to help them out if I can. and just kind of keeping that 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 community have you
1: ever had an issue with an actor getting off book because that for me not technically (laughs) for me but for like people i know that has always been like a big issue like getting off book
0: there's always one there's always yeah absolutely no matter what the show is i don't know what it (laughs) is but
1: that's
2: there really is though. There's always at least one person, but everyone else will kind of have known that, so they're kind of ready yeah. and prep. I know to cover when, I, for when that too. person comes right before my
1: my <laughs> line. I'm like, okay, how is how are they gonna paraphrase? Where are they gonna jump to? I yeah. gotta be ready for anything. <laughs> Keep you on your toes a little. <laughs> I remember I was doing like, yeah. and when I was doing a Godspell, uh, a musical, right? Mm-hmm. And the person playing Jesus didn't know like blanked on stage um I thought I knew my line and I fed him it I didn't know that that line was like literally a page later oh. on the script
0: oh, oh my god Big you know jump. what Dude, I was the stage manager manager for this show <laughs> <laughs> I was the stage manager for this show I remember that I remember physically looking at a page and and I think, you know, <laughs> someone's, like, supervising, and, and they're like, whoa, 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 like, we had to, like, look for where, where. okay, he's right here, yeah. okay, no, we're fine, we're fine, as long as they keep going at this pace, they'll be, they'll, they'll be okay, just don't go back, Right. yeah, oh my god,
1: right, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you try to yeah. help someone out, but, <laughs> no, don't well, I remember, he, he, keeper. yeah, you
2: really gotta just, wait for the moment like if it's got to be in the moment like there's no real way to prep for it just keeps you on your toes you just gotta be ooh going
0: (laughs) i remember that kid though he wasn't he was not an actor like he wasn't like you know a c he wasn't seasoned i remember i'm that is true it is something to
1: ask of like a human that has never acted before hey here's the lead in a musical yeah good luck but he was Mm -hmm. like he had a good i think he was
0: (laughs) He was a good singer, and uh, but but yeah, there's always like that one person who just is probably not so familiar with the theater process, and they're probably just getting into mm-hmm. it, and so it's like they needed some yeah. little catching up to you know get to learn everything, learn yeah. all the lines. I'm sure it's difficult. I never really try learning lines. I was never an actor, so I would not really know.
1: Is there is that ever happened to you where you get someone that's just you know really talented but they have zero experience and they've been handed this monumental task
2: absolutely and it does require a bit more of a capacity of patience um but i i always try to remind myself of that of like hey there's been plenty of times that i've started new somewhere i gotta gotta give back what i you know would want to experience too especially like diving into something new and then like especially if it's a lead I'd be like whoo how do I not like my pants on stage of like <laughs> yeah and so i try to have try to have a lot of understanding for that
1: and yeah for real uh Well, we've been going for about 33, 34 minutes. It's time to go into a segment that we do on every installment of the 1st and the 15th. I'm talking about shitheads and do-gooders. What we do is we take one person from the news media or your personal life that has committed some evil, and we choose to shine a light on it. Then, to lighten the mood, we highlight the good that someone else has done. Jaime, would you like to go first?
0: Alright, yeah, so last week I mentioned Pokemon scalpers. Right so um to this week
1: I actually did check in on that that is a real thing bro and they're 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 bastards they're, oh,
0: okay so like I have like two small stories one quick one is that I did go to Target this like last week and I went to Marina and literally when I got there I like picked up a few cars and a couple guys came in right after me and there were some baseball cards that had been hanging like these small little packs like 30 of them and like boxes probably like 12 or 15 of those and these two guys right behind me literally grabbed every single one of them like he was picking up each box he like carried it in both arms and his friend like took him all the packs but that's my small little story but my shithead are actually pokemon thieves the people who have been i i unfortunately went to target Like, the other day, and there was, like, a few boxes that were just split open. Pokemon cards scattered. They just took the best stuff.
1: Ugh. Like,
0: on the the shelves. Yeah. Can you believe that? Like, they're stealing them. I don't know who. I don't know if it's, like, a little kid (laughs) or, like, an adult. Like, I don't know what's going on. But someone, like, just really just took the pack, and they opened it, and they, like, just left all the, you know basic cards uh, and so, then just to, Alina, to
1: clarify uh just uh to uh-huh. give some context uh-huh. there are people in this world uh, pokemon cards have increased in uh in popularity um mm-hmm. first i used to love them i don't know how they came right. back it's a fad it's because um, kids are growing e- up right? little kids want them <laughs> i'm waiting for Yu-Gi-Oh to come back it's a big youtuber <laughs> thing now it's a big tiktok thing now right. it's got its own sect mm-hmm. and especially during the holiday season People are just taking them. They're just literally buying up all of the inventory.
0: They're showing up like whenever Target or Walmart opens. And they're like, there's like a line and they're like taking what they can. Like I've seen a TikTok video of like a 40 something year old guy. Like, you know, they have like a display box where they put the cards in. And this guy's taking Mm -hmm. like the whole display box. (laughs) with him. Like 8 a.m. like taking two or three basketball card displays with him and everyone's wondering why aren't there any baseball cards or basketball cards or football cards? <laughs> it's cause these grown ass <sighs> men are like spending like thousands of dollars to buy these cards. Ugh. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> and I for mean what? yeah to like
0: resell <laughs> for like, you know, to find like big pools or like rookie cards or whatever but right. i don't know it's just like is that even worth it anymore like
2: how do you yeah, sleep i at don't night? know <laughs> like,
0: there's kids out here who are trying to get into like this hobby of like collecting cards like we used to as kids and they have they don't mm-hmm. have a chance they don't
1: they're just literally being taken yeah from them. these kids are gonna grow up tougher i'm telling you oh my god <laughs>
0: Yeah, seriously, holy like, shit! I
1: had to be up at seven thirty in the morning to get my Pokemon cards. Yeah,
0: man, Dad, Dad. No, I can't go to school right now. I have to wake up at five a.m. Okay, now I gotta get to. I gotta go to the store before school. Seriously, but, this yeah.
1: forty-year-old fucker that just.
0: No, seriously. So that's my shithead. Are these robbed the, me the, of the, my the childhood? The thieves and the scalpers are my shithead. So let's be a little bit better about it. If you're someone who goes and buys cards or whatever. You know, there's good card karma. Leave a little bit for someone else. That's what I always do. Try to do the same, and then we can all get a little bit of something. So, anyway, let's move There
1: on. you go. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say my mm-hmm. shithead, and this is going to be very painful for me. Oh, no. the, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. No! Why?
0: <laughs> His own team. I'm not
1: wearing the hat today. Usually, um, after the Raiders win, I wear the hat. They did not win, however. You know why? Why? After putting up one of the greatest competitive fucking feats against the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the reigning champions, oh, yeah. lose by three points. Mm. They come out next week to the 3-7. and seven. Guess who? Atlanta fucking oh, Falcons. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't and tell proceed me. to get fucking throttled by them. Oh, the my game, God. Well, you know what the, the final score was 43-6. Was to six. No! No! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god this has been like a reoccurring the shittiest bit. part
1: the shittiest part is the game started after like after I got into work so I wore the jersey to work because I thought I uh, was about to like oh damn. yeah the Raiders are gonna stop these uh, guys no the entire day at work I have to hear it from everyone that walks in hey man uh, what happened
0: uh, I don't know <laughs> the Falcons bro <laughs> you know what sucks about this is like every week for like the past few weeks Anthony has said that his, shit, his shithead is the Falcons, or are the Falcons. And the... I am blown away right now, because, like, how does that happen? This that is hell? karma. This is this karma. This is the
1: greatest form of karma I've ever experienced
0: in the, my life. The, the, the Falcons... For, like, seven Avengers. weeks,
1: I named the Falcons my shitheads, because they always found a way to lose, and now they end up throttling my team. No! So. <laughs>
2: uh... Like they were meant to be. Yeah. Oh my heads.
0: god. No, I'm like blown away right now. I'm like, what is this? Wow.
1: Uh, Alina, do you have a do you have a shithead? Um,
2: this is kind of spinning off of of Jaime's here, but uh, when people leave their carts in the parking lot, man. Oh, yes. Actually, thank you. I oh went to a, I went to Walmart, and this woman had her cart, and like she saw me pull in. I'm like. Like, there's like a quarter of the spot mm. left, and she just leaves her cart. She's putting her things oh in her car, and I'm like, Are God. you just gonna leave your cart? And she was like, What
1: you gonna oh do about it? I was God. like,
0: God, you're kidding.
1: Not a damn thing. She, damn it. I can't do she anything you about that. it. She hit you with the What you gonna do about it? I know. Oh and God. I was like, uh, 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 Do you know what shopping uh, cart theory
2: is? Yes,
0: I was gonna say. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the consideration of others kind of concept, Yeah, right?
1: it's the, uh, if you deserve to be, like, a self-governing person, um, depending on mm-hmm. if you return the shopping cart or not. Because it's an innocuous task that there are no consequences for leaving your cart out. Mm-hmm. But everyone knows that the right thing to do is to put the fucking cart back into it its back. area.
2: Yeah. For, for other people parking, for the workers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just put you, it back. It's not it's, hard. It's not far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, it's funny, actually, now you just say that. I'm thinking of, like, maybe the first instance where this happened and the, the person who has to bring, like, th- they had to probably hire this person, like, hey, can you go get that car? It's, like, it's way over there. <laughs> I think there's a few, like, jammed between a couple cars. Like, can you do that? And, yeah. Oh, my God. You're, that's so funny that you say that. It's just so, it does say a lot about a person, <laughs> though, doesn't it? Like, whether you take your cart back yeah. or not. like
2: So, yeah. Funny enough, there's a, um, on Instagram, there's this account called Cart Narcs. Oh, um, I love watching it because they'll they'll record on their, like, Instagram TV things uh, and stuff. Reels. Like, situations where people really get mad. So, he leaves a bumper magnet. So, not even a sticker. Right. Just it's a just a magnet. That you just take
0: it off. You slap it
2: on. You could take it right off. Um, and people get red ridiculously aggressive and mad over a cart that they didn't put <laughs> back
0: wow and i'm like it's the principal.
1: how <laughs> <Good> Principal. <Lord. sighs> uh hi Matt. do you have any do-gooders let's lighten the mood here yes
0: uh my do-gooder um before we started recording this podcast i went to our local red lobster for lunch and uh they they well, you know, I, I work there. But anyway, <laughs> no, they, they, they treat me well. They treat me good every time. You know, uh, shout out to Red Lobster. My do-gooders are, are the crew there. You know, they, they do a good job. You know, I just want to say really quick, you know, we're in this pandemic. And we've had to adapt at the restaurant. We can't serve inside, of course. We have to serve outdoor. And um, I, I just... I know it's hard you know there's like little little sacrifices you know we have to go to work and serve people and um i feel like some people are as grateful for us being out there for them like they think it's kind of just normal every day you know but you mm-hmm. know I, i'm just saying they're they're do-gooders you know whomever is out there trying to like adapt and keep going and make money and try to, I guess, serve the people of our community. You know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of different things out there. I'm, you know, grocery stores, gasoline places, this and that. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. thank you to Red Lobster for uh, keeping open, for serving people. I know that, you know, it's like those little small things that we kind of look over, you know, like it's, it's a little nice convenient thing to do is to go out and to have lunch and this and that. And not everyone can do that. So I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: thank you, Red Lobster. Do-gooders. Yeah,
1: no, for real, absolutely. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say my do gooder is uh, uh, Sarah Fuller, mm-hmm. a kicker. Um, kicker. Historically, she uh, she just uh, kicked off for Vanderbilt in a college Ooh. football game, the first wow. uh, woman to ever like play in a, in a college football setting. Um, Yeah, it was really cool uh, to see, honestly. Um, The kick itself was uh, a little south of horrendous. Um, Mm. But if you see the video, they really did not do much to help her. Um, They had a placeholder, which usually when you're kicking off, uh, there's not really a placeholder there holding the ball with their finger. The ball was pointed in the wrong direction. They really... I get what they They were trying to do. They just did a horrible job executing it. Mm. But at the same time, Mm. it takes a fuck ton of courage to go out there in front of like well no fans right now but to just go on that field in this testosterone driven sport Sport. and like compete Mm -hmm. and i just you know shout out sarah fuller
0: what you said vanderbilt
1: yeah yeah
0: wow interesting okay so you think uh you think there will be women in football eventually just to like add to the that, like I mean, like professional NFL football.
1: I mean, Sarah Fuller just opened the door to it, right? So, uh, in these times that are changing, I I will not take anything off the table, right? Uh, I would be super happy to see to see that happen because I do mm-hmm. believe that, like, yeah. especially in terms of of speed and like dexterity and flexibility, like which for most positions are not a thing, but for like a wide receiver, does it need to be able to like handle a defensive end you know like they just need to be fast and need to be able to catch the ball mm-hmm. and so well, like football isn't an entirely violent sport oh well, yeah you know there are there are players who manage to play 20 years without you know an injury a concussion
0: or whatever actually i was going to say do you think mm-hmm. there will be a, a a coach or like i guess a, ho- a coach or a head coach female co- head coach before there is a player yes probably
1: yeah. uh there's already a female general manager okay. there's already a female referee in the nfl yeah i, saw um, that. it, cool. or, I think there's already like training staff that are female mm-hmm. um, on most nfl teams like right. strength and conditioning coaches mm-hmm. so i i wouldn't be shocked at all to see a female head coach in the oh, future man. before players be awesome. honestly yeah that'd be really cool
2: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah alina do-gooders do you have one
2: um, I do. So one of my friends that I've uh gotten to know locally, he runs the Instagram account Eight Thirty One Lifestyle. Um, he dedicates his in that Instagram to highlighting local businesses. Um, one of the the main things that he says on there is we are more than just a tourist destination. Um, because of like all the the hidden like locally known um local small businesses, artists, creators. Um, and so it's so cool. Like I've just been so exposed to more businesses and just the community, um, and it's so cool seeing how many people have like such a different craft, and they're all interconnected. It's it's been oh, it's been wonderful.
1: Oh yeah, that's the reason we started the first and the fifteenth. To be honest, like there's this giant yeah. community of like artists and creators and businesses that all seem to coexist perfectly, and well, yeah, you know, we have to highlight it it isn't just a tourist zone
2: yeah and it's it's just really nice too because my family is totally the type that's like oh why don't you just shop amazon it's easier it's faster and i'm like because i know they're not putting the hard work into like obviously the workers are of
0: course but there's more (laughs) like
2: there's something about like my things being like handmade and custom and like shipped directly to me from this person's home you know
0: i saw sorry sorry to add on to your thing. I just see a TikTok of like a local business and how much it takes for them or like when they get an order, what they ha- what they put mm-hmm. into sending that order out, you know. I think I, it was like you know, of course Amazon can put it in a box and put some like stuffing in it, but and then mm-hmm. when you have like local, you know, they get the box and they're maybe even cutting this thing and sewing it mm-hmm. and putting a nice little print, writing a sticker, yeah. you know, who knows like
1: writing exactly. a note by hand to
0: each and yep. every person.
1: Well, well, like when you support a local business, you're essentially supporting someone's dream. Oh yeah. Like this was mm-hmm. this person's dream to start this business where they were providing this service or selling this item. And mm-hmm. when it comes to like companies like Amazon, I'm sure that there was a dream. Uh, I don't think it's right. providing a service. Right. I think it was it's books making money first. I think it's becoming yeah. like a bigger phenomenon almost a monopoly of sorts. So I think you make more direct impact on someone's dream by shopping locally and by, you know, yeah,
2: absolutely. And like, just, just like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much more care and heart and just, you know, there's the emotional sense of it, but also I don't mind spending the extra money because I know it's going exactly towards
0: that. Sorry. Really to cut in again, uh, about this local business thing um and talking about salinas in particular i know they're doing some construction in old town have you guys seen that
1: yeah they put in the mm-hmm. the, the lane they put uh-huh. in. they're trying lane in old town ex-
0: yeah they're trying to make it like a two-way oh wow like in the old days yeah. i guess
1: honestly i'm really against it because i mm-hmm. thought it was one of the things that made Salinas special the fact that there were these it was just, just random a one- one-way streets mm-hmm.
0: but mm-hmm. but the thing, the reason I brought that brought it up is like, do you think that will help with business there? Because I did have a conversation with like my uncle. They were saying the um, what's that coffee, the coffee bean? They get a lot of good business. Cherry bean. On uh, cherry bean. Sorry, the cherry bean gets a lot of good business with how it was with the one way, but with this two way thing going on, it's possible they don't get as much traffic as you can say but other little businesses might benefit from this. What do you think about that? Really quick to like finish this off.
1: Uh, I, I think the people that were going to Cherry Bay and the people that were shopping at these local businesses, were going to keep shopping there regardless Mm -hmm. of traffic or, you know, how location, like how the traffic is formatted. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they did this strictly as a convenience thing, although I don't see much convenience in it personally. Yeah. Um, I think they took one of the things that made Salinas special and they kind of shit on it. Mm. But again, that's Mm. just my personal opinion. Right, right, right. For all I know, this does help local businesses. Mm -hmm. In Uh which case, I will have to eat my words in like a year or so.
0: True. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows how it'll turn out? I'm sure. I'm sure it'll look fine. I think they're just trying to capture something because you know Salinas is growing. You know, we're we're gonna get a Chick Fil A Mm -hmm. pretty soon. What do you think that says about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're the next San Jose
1: i'll say this we're gonna we're gonna really find out about chick-fil-a's customer service oh. here in Salinas. yeah it's gonna really be a,
0: that's funny that's uh, uh, i forget that you, you
2: have you guys grown up here your whole lives basically uh, apart from eight months uh, i spent
1: in arizona i've spent basically most of my time here in yeah. Salinas, yeah
2: oh gotcha i've grown up in like uh travis air force base or like vacaville mm. area and like uh kind of close by sacramento there's a chick-fil-a up there my family loves chick-fil-a and i'm like ooh. i have this whole dichotomy of like e-
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah chick-fil-a yeah. A really landed themselves in some hot water with some of the stunts oh for pulled. sure yeah. really some not cool like yeah lacking common sense type mm. marketing tactic they they've run yeah definitely but they really are so <laughs> yeah. they like they over
0: they like compensate <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna be fucking people nice People working
2: there that are like uh. i just need a job i'm like i know you do but you know what your job is doing right <laughs> oh,
0: oh no <sighs> but yeah uh. that's it right i mean i don't think i have anything else to say about this
1: no absolutely not um alina we want to thank you so much for showing up it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for coming on honestly
2: thank you for having me uh i'm i was so thrilled thank you for reaching out is there
0: anything you want to plug anything you want to say um here at the end this is your chance
2: uh Fair. I'm really bad at promoting myself, but if you ever want to check out my photography, it's at Behind the Leans uh, with an underscore on Instagram. I have a website that's constantly in construction mm-hmm. because I have yeah, yeah it's yeah. a lot of work. <laughs> so
1: I <like> it. <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank my but, uh, oh, <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say thank you again for having me, um, and I really appreciate the time that you've taken to keep this going and
1: um yeah absolutely we want to thank you again uh, i want to thank my co-host mr hyman vidhan for being the co-host that he has always been
0: thank you so much i feel like i should say something important here but go follow us on our instagram at the first and the 15th <laughs> underscore i feel like i'm gonna say that every time and i don't want to but go follow us on instagram i'm
1: trusting you too because i'm not i can't no
0: i know no but seriously go follow us on instagram (laughs) at the first and the 15th underscore because you can see all the other guests we've talked to a lot of different theater people musicians filmmakers comedians um and there's some really cool stuff if you're from salinas if you're from the local area you can find a little bit more about i guess local artists and what they're up to like again we want to, i want to reiterate what like our show is what this podcast is is like we're kind of shining a light on the the artists that hopefully that you're going to see in the future like this is like their origin stories like we're trying to grasp who these people are right now and hopefully they accomplish what they have to do what they want to accomplish and we can look back at this and say wow i, I remember remember them remember we talked to them and now they're like a big shot so
2: <laughs>
0: thank you uh for for listening and for being here alina you this was really interesting I actually learn you know i i know about theater but it's nice to like get in depth like in the process and what how other people experience it and whatnot so thank you for being on the show
2: yeah and i get yeah, absolutely as, and
0: anthony as always doing a fantastic job leading the way you know, trying to put this together, finding people, whatnot, and uploading, editing. He does the hardest work. Like I said, I'm the butter to his bread. So.
1: <laughs> thank you. Well, the butter tasted great on this bread this episode. I want to thank Alina for coming on. My name is Anthony Pereira. This has been the first and the 15th. We want to thank you all for listening. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> we <laughs>